Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, fake news, everybody. Bringing you the realest, fakest news of the week. D'Anthony, we're, we're here in Wilmington. North Carolina. We're queer in Wilmington. Well, are we? I guess. I don't know. Because we can be, right? Yeah, you can do whatever you want here. There's some places where you can't. Which we'll get to at the end of the show. There's a, there yeah. is a lot of places out there. Well, where you may be thinking. They're not accepting it. You may be thinking Mideast <laughs> or China. And you would be right. But not completely. The Middle East or China. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Jamie, I like the setup here. We're back in Wilmington. This is nice. Go to that wide. Look at that. Look at this. Look at the, the hard AF seltzer and look at us today. It's lit. Nice. Uh, like, I love what you've done with the place, Jamie. We appreciate it. Um, as you, you guys know, we've been talking about this on the show for the last couple weeks. Uh, hard AF seltzer is now live on the East coast of North Carolina, Wilmington, four other counties, all the way up to the outer banks. We're in total wines down here. Randall's, and then we will be doing a uh, meet and greet tonight from brunches from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Free Hard AF Seltzer, uh, free food. It's our, our favorite breakfast place in all of Wilmington. Best drinks, food, all of it. Uh, super lucky uh, that they're having us yeah. tonight and a bunch of giveaways. So, and wh- where did we land on the stripper thing? So, the stripper thing was they're invited, but we can't pay them to be here. We can't. What about tipping? Well, you can <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah, all but, right. Uh, I know I'm very polite. You know this. Uh, this town uh, just had a big bust, right? Oh, did they have a hooker bust here? Sure did. They sure did. No, well, I wasn't here. No, uh, but we did meet the guy at one point, mm. and my buddy who still lives here goes, "Hey, dude, was he one of the school board people?" No, no, no. I wish <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah. But uh, he goes, "Hey, dude." <clears throat> Remember when you and Dan were down at the poorhouse downtown and, uh, and you met that guy who kind of runs all the nightclubs and everything mm. else? So I don't know if you remember this, but he gave me a velvet card. It was a velvet business card. Oh, boy. And I was there's, like, I mean, if somebody hands you a velvet business card, there's probably semen on it. Yes. Honest, right. And I was just like, what is this? And it said uh, escorts and good times. Oh, boy. And it was good, but it was good times, right? So I was like, I don't okay. know which I don't know which one of those phrases is more damning. Actually, Escort not sure. Or good times, not sure. But I told him, I go, look, man, um, I don't think I can get involved in this currently. Oh, was he I'm, looking I'm for funding? I'm married. <laughs> was he looking? Unclear. <laughs> Unclear. I'm doing was, a friends and family round here. It was a my... fun meeting. You had kind of dipped out, and I ended up talking to this guy for a while, and uh, and then he sent me the charges. Uh, 147 counts of. <laughs> Sex trafficking, I guess, because he was bringing him from here to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> now they were real strippers. Were they over eighteen? Yes, they. Mm. But you just can't transport them, I guess, state to state and sell them for sex. Apparently. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's probably not well frowned upon. Yeah, is, but it's interstate commerce at that point. So. It, it sure is. Uh, speaking of frowned upon. Last night's show, if you listen to Goof Juice, is one of the craziest shows ever. Want everybody to know that we had a lot to drink last night. I was completely sober, actually. Were you really? I had nothing to drink. I, I was drinking. I, I was drinking coconut water. No shit. Yeah. 
So when we got back from uh, my buddy's house, uh, yeah, I had had a few, and I was like, yeah, let's record. Mm-hmm. Who fucking cares? And uh, I remember laughing my ass off and then, and then passing out after that. Yeah. Uh, we might have broken the record for the most time saying the word retard. I remember everything. You do? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, which is, you know, makes it funnier. So before, earlier in the day, we decided, like, hey, we got to do a show tonight. It's like, all right. Um, so we had somebody, I don't remember where the phrase goof juice came from. You and Jesse. Jesse, Jesse was yeah. She was it. the one that came up with goof juice. Um, and then we really pushed it after that. And we decided that goof juice was an elixir of some sort, <laughs> right? And it just, you, you can, you got to go watch it or listen to the episode. There's no watching it. There is no watching it. There was no video uh, <laughs> intentionally. We do not want that out in the world, but the audio does exist. So I would go ahead and listen to it while you can before they rip that down from the interwebs. All right, kids, let's hop into the news, shall we? First up, Hamas could have a potential deal on the table here. Hamas has agreed in principle. Uh, and Israel is now considering a proposal for the release of at least 50 women and children uh, among the uh, 244 and Israeli hostages being held by Hamas in Gaza, according to an Arab diplomat familiar with the negotiations. Now, in exchange for the hostages, Israel would agree to a three to five day pause in place in the yeah. fighting. Um, that means they're not going to withdraw any troops, but they'll stop advancing. Right. So it's a ceasefire for five days sort of. to Three. get them out of there. Yeah. Uh, is this normal? Like, has this uh, happened yeah. before? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, so Israel and Palestine have had 150 official ceasefires since Israel became a nation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Over, so since 1948, right? Actually, that might be since 67. Holy since shit. The, the Six-Day War. I don't okay. remember when it started but yeah it's something like that 150 total ceasefires over the let's say it's i think it was 67 so that's 50 fucking some years i mean 55 Mm -hmm. that's yeah boops boobies 55 years that's three ceasefires a year folks for the last half century uh, so with this, I'm, I just had a curiosity here. Uh, obviously, they're going to bring in increased humanitarian aid to Gaza and all that other shit. Yeah. Uh, now, they raided that hospital. The, remember the one where um, a bomb exploded in the parking lot? And they're like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Blew up the whole hospital. <laughs> like, I've been as critical as any reasonable person can be about the way Israel prosecuted the early part of the war. Not because I give two fucks about Palestine but because you're doing exactly what they baited you into. Uh-huh. We've been, I'm not going to go in, into that anymore. I'm tired of it. But <clears throat> um, if you believe the stuff that like, the Palestinian Health Authority says, or, or Hamas, I'm not calling them Hamas anymore. That name sounds too cool for them. They're a bunch of bitches, man. Hamas. It's, it's Hamas now. Hamas. Or, or just Hams. Sure. Ham- Hamses, maybe. Fuck them. Muslims love pork. Um, they do love it, yeah. Uh, they love it so much they can't go near it. They're like an <laughs> addict, right? Um, yeah, but it's like, that was all made up. But then now we've got guys inside the, uh, <clears throat> inside the hospital, and it's just like cases, crates, cases of grenades, crates of AKs, and fucking all kinds of crazy bullshit. And it's like, well, 
uh, I was watching MSNBC this morning. They're like, oh, those are for medicinal purposes. Those are for the hospital. Sure. They didn't actually say that now. But it's like, yeah, nobody's surprised by that, right? That Hamas was using kids and women as human shields. Uh, They set up sniper positions to kill um, civilians who were trying to escape Mm -hmm. and shit like that. Uh, I don't know. Not, not not surprised in any way by that. Well, I, I am, and here's why. If you give up these hostages, what what else do you have that stops Israel from turning that place into a parking lot? Because I think... Uh, well, the- I mean, that takes away their... The, the, main, uh, uh, the main reason for Israel to continue pressing hard on them right now is that there are hostages there. So if they give them up, then... This is the typical, the typical way to go about this. You throw down your weapon and surrender and wait a while and then attack them again, right? Right. It's the same thing the Iraqis did when we invaded there. It's the same thing the Taliban did when we invaded Afghanistan. You just like, once you know that it's an unwinnable situation, you fucking live to fight another day. And then, you know, they, they fight the long war. They don't fight the same way we do. It's not, it's not like, okay, now we've got victory and that's over for this battle. It's like, okay, now we, we're, we're trying to annihilate Israel. And, and if it takes a thousand years, it takes a thousand years. That's I, I, I understand that. But I, I think if you give up these hostages, um, just based on the footage we've seen, I mean, they're this close to turning that whole goddamn place into a parking lot. I don't know why it would stop then. And then the other part of this is um, once you get the Americans out of there, and I know you, you guys have been working mm-hmm. with them uh, and save our allies and all that other stuff, what do we give a shit for anymore? So if Israel just goes bombs away after the ceasefire is over and we get all the hostages back, to me personally as an American, I'm checked out of it then. The only thing mm-hmm. I give a shit about, it, about is uh, getting the Americans out of there. Yeah, I think there are uh, allegedly 12 Americans left or something. Okay. That's what I heard. I don't know. Uh, Jamie, is there something wrong with my single? No, why? I was just curious. You look you great. You going to the wide. Uh, yeah, you can keep doing that. By the way, I he like, likes uh, so he likes the wide over I like, there because you yeah, get because to see the whole thing. This that's is what nice. I was thinking. If you're making a, an executive decision to show more hardy, yeah, I'm is. good with that because it looks good. Yeah, Jay Isn't did that a, nice. Jay did a great job on this. He did. Um, but but he, uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, if if the U.S. recovers our people, that knocks down one of the ch- so one of the biggest one of the most frequently used arguments by people who are pro-America get involved in this situation or at least fund this situation is that. It's that there are Americans still held hostage. Now, we talked about this a little bit last night with this uh, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro thing. Mm -hmm. And with, uh, she went on Tucker and Tucker discussed how like there wasn't the same level of outrage. There, There isn't rather the same level of outrage for the invasion that's going on at our southern border right now as there are for 12 Americans overseas. There was more outcry for Brittany Griner than there are for U.S. service members who were held in Russia right now. You know right. what I mean? It's like, they, he was just kind of pointing that out, and they're like, oh, but there's actual Americans being held in Israel. It's like, yeah, there's Americans being held in Russia, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's something to consider. If, if, if Hamas gives them up, then I agree with you. I don't, I don't know that there's any reason for us to be involved in any way in this anymore. Uh, not, not only not being and involved. And it would be really smart by Hams to do that, too. That mm-hmm. would be a very smart tactical decision on their part. Um, yeah, I, look, I agree here. I just, uh, you know, I'm watching everything that's going on. 
um, in the streets here, mm. right? Uh, I don't know if you saw this, the shit in oh, DC yeah. last night and everything was going on. Yeah. Isn't that going to be really embarrassing for those people when this, this deal's being worked out between Hams and the, and the Israelis already, mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of white ladies at the Capitol, you gotta work and burr. Or they'll, they'll probably take credit for it. These, these, we put so much pressure on Israel. Like, Israel doesn't give a fuck about you, dude. No. Like, not, <laughs> man, I cannot explain to you how little Israel cares about you. <laughs> you dumb white bitch. Um, but yeah, the fucking, um, uh, they interviewed a bunch of, uh, I think it was the Washington Post did this. They interviewed a bunch of uh, diplomats. Gave them anonymity and shit, but um, pretty much every proposal back and forth has included um, not capitulation on uh, Hamas's side or anything like that, but definitely get back the. We, there, it's a non-starter unless we get the hostages. Yes, right, which is good. And then you know the main diplomat involved says um, we should be hearing back today from Hams, and then from I'm sorry from Hams agreed to the general outline mm-hmm. and then gave some request to Israel. And if Israel ag- agrees, this should be like over in a matter of days, at least this part of it. Right. Right. And then the ceasefire would take place. Yeah. And then after the five days, then they can go back to or whatever. Right. But then working each other. But if they reject it, what I, what I, what I read was if Israel finds hymns, uh, terms unacceptable they're just gonna go fucking full hams again yeah like right just like get right back into it so and say fuck it yeah hopefully whatever hams asked for was normal like not like oh we need a fucking thousand dissidents released from prison like come on man yeah like be reasonable you know you're in a you don't have any power right now mm-hmm. and it's that sucks sometimes but it that has been the case in diplomacy from from for all of humankind right yeah for the entirety of human civilization just when you have a weak position, you fucking negotiate, get the best you can, and then try to fight again another day. Fight both literally and metaphorically. Like fight mm-hmm. politically and fight militarily, militarily if it comes to that. So hopefully this all works out pretty soon because it's really, it's really driving a wedge between people that have little to nothing to do with this situation, which is right. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and then the, the next part of this is uh, regarding last night when the police and protesters clashed outside of the, uh, the DNC yeah. headquarters there. Uh, now, that demonstration was for, Oh, is that what we're calling it? Well, that's We're going to call it a riot. That's what the, the AP is calling it. Mm, okay. Because you can't... What, what would this be? The third insurrection here in the last fucking yeah. well, here, two what, months? What, <laughs> what Tim Pool tweeted last night, um, and, you know... I like Tim sometimes. I really do. So do I. Uh, he said, this is the 8, 9, 11 we've seen the left do this year. <laughs> and I said, how many Pearl Harvests is that equal? <laughs> and then the reply chain to mine is just like ridiculous comments. Really good ones. Like, I'm sure. As but- a European, how many Vienna sieges does that translate to? And I said, I think it's four Dresdens. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I, th- if you don't remember, this is a callback to... Uh, uh, the squad and uh, uh, what's her name? The vice president, Kamala Harris, saying this was like 9 11 in Pearl Harbor. January 6th was like 9 11 in Pearl sure Harbor. Sure was. Like, right, cool. Sure was. Let's do but, this. But you take last night's demonstration, we'll use air quotes around that there. <clears throat> now, that was for a ceasefire, okay? In, in the war, obviously, between Israel and Hamas, mm. or Hams as we're calling it now. Hamas. So 
what do the protesters do uh, if there is a ceasefire for five days or, or is or what they're asking for is just a ceasefire on the entire thing? I don't know. I mean, they'll go to they'll start protesting something else. You know what I mean? They've already yeah. got they've got their funding for the year already. Mm-hmm. Right. It's after October. This is f- funding from protest fiscal year 24 now. And this I say this shit all the time, but every social justice issue, no matter what it is, from probably the early part of the 20th century, turns into an industry, and it can't go away. We need that. We need to keep that money. It's like that old trope about government spending. Well, if I don't spend my budget for this year, I'm not going to get it next year. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of the point. Yeah, you know what I mean. We want the budget to be less for next year, not more, because that's your fucking money, asshole, that you're mm-hmm. spending. Um, but that's how they think. It's like. Breast cancer research. I think we've researched it enough. You know, I think we've given enough hundreds of billions of dollars. If you haven't been able to do it with that amount of money, it ain't getting done, bro. I'm sorry, right? And by the way, there's more common cancers like melanoma, for example, that doesn't get any funding, or prostate cancer yeah. that gets no funding at all. So it's like the same thing over and over, and it happened with <clears throat> it happened with labor unions. Like they, we got to a point where okay, things are pretty good now, right? Um, but like, oh no, we can't fucking, we can't get rid of the union. We, we've created thousands of administrative jobs for union people. My ex-girlfriend was one of them yeah. uh, in California. She worked for a teacher's union and, and everything, like they try anything that's going on socially or politically, they have to fold back into their cause. Otherwise they don't have a fucking job anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with labor unions. It's the same thing with BLM, these professional protester people. Mm-hmm. Like if it goes away, then you know, whatever. And, and it is just another way that, that people like Soros and Klaus Schwab, leftist, globalist people on both sides of the political aisle, take those people's need to keep their job and weaponize them against the public to keep people divided. Right. Right. So there isn't some big cabal out there that's like, oh, we're going to rile people up or whatever. People get riled up because they're passionate, which is fine. They're empathetic. That's great. Um, but they stay riled up because of self-preservation. So they need to keep their job because that's their identity. It's their livelihood. Yes. That's who they are. And then what, it only takes one or two dudes with a lot of money to come in and fund that and keep that whole thing going and divide everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a goddamn conspiracy. It, um, it isn't like the Bilderberg shit and WF, that's real. I'm not saying it's not. Right, right. But it doesn't take, no, nobody's whiteboarding all this shit out. It, it's not necessary for that to happen. That's why you as an individual standing up and saying no and explaining to people calmly and not trying to dunk on them why the fuck what's going on is going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then helping them solve their problems locally before the goddamn government shows up is so fucking important. It insulates us from this bullshit. So stop believing in fairy tales and fucking do something. Uh, last night, though, was uh, extremely interesting because uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the House <laughs> Minority Leader, was actually trapped inside that building last night. So was Anna Polina and a bunch of others. She, so yeah. Anna was there with her husband and her baby. Um, really? Yeah. Shit, dude. Uh, so they were stuck in there. Uh, Capitol Police said about 150 people were illegally and violently protesting. But they did make Why two arrests. Why are we saying protest? Like, they did make two arrests, though. That's it? Come on, man. Whoop, boom. <laughs> See that magic trick? Two arrests. I'm not very good at magic. Uh, they said protesters blame police for the violence, uh, saying officers rushed them without warning well that's what happens when you surround a government building sure yeah i mean if like i'm and i'm fine with this too let's have this discussion 
If what they were doing after being asked to leave by the authorities is not trespassing, then drop the charges on every motherfucker that went to January 6th. That's it. And then we'll fucking call it even. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll stop pretending like any of this is real. And we'll go back to our fucking daily lives. Let these guys out of their 18, 20 year prison sentences. Yeah. For getting mad that people were fucking over their country. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's, they, they reacted, I think, reasonably, frankly. Well, the interesting part of all of this is, uh, uh, <laughs> that's one of them here saying, it's shameful the way that nonviolent protesters and members of our community were met with violence last night. Fuck off with all that shit. You're all wearing the same. They're all wearing, by the way, ex- identical brand new T-shirts and hoodies oh, yeah. that yeah. somebody was magically able to make overnight <clears throat> that were the perfect sizes for all these fucking people. They're all, I'm with you, professional protesters for this fucking bullshit that are being shuttled around here. But uh, yeah, going back to January 6th, if you're going to set the precedent for that and uh, these arrests mean nothing and all this other shit, let all those people mm-hmm. go. Uh, the interesting part is Jack, what's his name? Jack Smith. Uh, is still gearing up this January 6th trial yeah, against yeah, yeah. Trump right now <laughs> while all three of these goddamn things is, have happened in the meantime and they're starting to release footage of it because obviously Trump's lawyers are asking for discovery there. Uh, I don't know if you read the article about the ghost fans that are showing up at these places. Uh, no. Yeah. So the ghost fans are, uh, they look like passenger vans for movies. Mm. Um, you know, it can hold anywhere from 12 to, to 18 people in them. They just show up, they're parked on the side of the road, people get out and magically protest, and then they leave in them at the end of the day. Did, did they somebody's have, paying for these. Do they have permission slips from their parents? I, that, that, you're that close to a field trip and you, at that hey, point. Hey, grab your buddy's hand. Don't lose your buddy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? These people are fucking retards. Uh, so somebody was in a Senate hearing this morning. They were asking about the ghost buses, mm-hmm. and they said, we're not allowed to talk about it. And, uh, and the next question from the senator was, well, great. How many people were there on January 6th uh, from you know, federal agent-wise? And they go, we can't tell you that either. Yeah. Well, guess who you're going to have to tell? The jury in the Trump trial. Yeah, that's yeah. what the entire thing is about. Yeah. I mean, if you want a conviction. Yeah, if you want a conviction. If you, because, you, you know, you'll have to do that. So um, I think about what half a million people showed up to the pro Israel one mm-hmm. in DC. Um, how many arrests? Boy, I don't know. Zero. Was there really? How many violent acts were there? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? You know what? You didn't see. And look, I, I I talked about this last night about Shapiro. It's good to have your culture and shit like that, and it's good to be supportive of quote unquote your people or whatever. I'm fine with all that. But if it comes before being supportive of America, wrong, right? right? But what you didn't see at that Israeli protest, pro-Israeli protest, are people ripping down the American flag and putting an Israeli Israeli flag up there. Mm-hmm. But that is exactly what you see at literally every pro-Palestine. It's like they take the American flag down and put up a Palestinian flag. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but that is kind of a declaration of war, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and oddly enough, I'm, 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 frankly, I'm shocked that this happened, but uh, uh, the State Department put out a letter, um, I think it was yesterday morning, if I'm not mistaken, that clarified, like, yeah, your visa can be revoked if you do stupid bullshit like that. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're on a visa and you're, like, supporting a terrorist group, fucking, we'll pull your visa and you can get the fuck out. Now, I'm shocked by that. Although, <clears throat> you know, there's a, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Jewish people in politics, so fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. But hopefully we can, in the future, apply that the same way. 
like on both sides of that aisle. You either support America or you don't. Now, you're entitled as an American citizen to support it or not, right? As, an, as, a, as a natural-born American citizen. But even as a naturalized N-400 or N-600 American citizen, your citizenship can be revoked. Yes. If you pull some bullshit like this, as well it should. Right. I, and I agree. And to me, look, use those ghost buses, round up these fucking people at this Palestine bullshit. Get them the fuck out of the country, dude, because one of those motherfuckers is going to end up bombing us. Yeah. I think, I think we should uh, just drive big fuel trucks around and start spraying people, but with diesel. And then just have some dude striking matches. <laughs> he doesn't throw them at anybody yet, but he's just striking <laughs> matches. Like, hey, you guys want to play? Let's fucking do this. And he's just standing there. Your call. Yeah. Your call. Uh, next up, no Biden impeachments. During the 22-day fight to fill the post of House Speaker, the Republican-led impeachment inquiry against President Biden gathered dust on the sidelines. Huge shock. The Republicans can't do anything. Uh, Closed-door transcribed interviews with various witnesses and investigative work continued. But uh, the, the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, made the sudden decision uh, to launch a formal inquiry uh, in part to appease hardline Republicans who would soon move to oust him from the Speaker's seats and momentum behind the effort has waned. Uh, as Republican lawmakers have resumed their regular business, the new Speaker of the House, former member of the Judiciary Committee, where a part of the inquiry is being conducted, has staked out a different position than Lowe's leading the inquiry. Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, who you might remember, we've talked about him a bunch of times in the last few weeks. He's the, he's the great uh, conservative hero. Sure is. Savior of the Republic. He's right? the next he's Jesus. The, he's the guy that's going to fucking uh, and, like, prosecute Biden finally. Yeah. Except he's not. No. And he, he said he was. We were amped about it. Uh, he made a great yeah. speech a couple weeks ago. But now he's not going to do dick here. Um, you know, he said where this inquiry is being conducted, uh, that they've staked out a different position than those leading the inquiry there. And, uh, he is a lawyer by training, um, but he's taken a more reserved tone, both publicly and privately urging, urging members to conduct a thorough and fair investigation with no predetermined outcome. Why? The Democrats didn't do that the last well, two times. That's, that's the right way to handle it. It sure the, is normally. Here, here's the, the... It, the issue with that so <clears throat> there's actually so in a closed door meeting with the house gop uh moderates this week i don't know who m is moderate in the gop i mean they're all fucking leftists so far as i can tell yeah um <clears throat> but he uh he indicated that there is insufficient evidence at the moment to initiate formal impeachment proceedings that's an actual quote from the article insufficient evidence at the moment to initiate a formal impeachment. We have banking records mm -hmm. that show his family getting payoffs from fucking foreign governments. That is not a goddamn conspiracy. We have those records. Those wires are super yeah. easy to track. And then it there's, takes about 20 minutes to the, find them. There are White House logs of when he was uh, uh, vice president. There's also logs from the Hart Senate building when he was a uh, fucking senator mm -hmm. that show visits with these people he says he's never met. Yep. So that's uh, strike two. And then strike three is the email and texts that show that he was directly involved in this stuff. Right. That he not only knew about it, but was allowing these meetings and allowing Hunter to use his fucking name and, and reputation to fucking earn money for their family. This is all extremely illegal, right? All of it. 
Um, now, here's what I can't figure out. Is, uh, is there something going on behind the scenes where people know that he's going to step down around the holidays before the primaries, and then they're like, hey, let's save this fight for something else because this is going to be a moot point in... It's funny, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm not sure if you heard, but uh, they cleaned up the streets of San Francisco because yep. Xi Jinping is coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or came in, rather. Came in... I Joe watched it yesterday. Came yeah. inside of Joe Biden, I think. Sure did. Uh, so <laughs> during the one of the pressers at the APEC, they're calling it APEC now instead of APAC, which is nice because I own the trademark to APEC. Yeah. Um, Biden says, I want to talk about Governor Newsom. Um, I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. As a matter of fact, he can be anything he wants. He can have the job I'm looking for. He said that in front of the Asian Pacific Conference. Really? Yes. He's um, he's pretty much anointing Newsom as his successor okay. at this point, which you know Kamala's got to feel bad about that because I'm pretty sure um, she and Newsom have worked together for a very long time. He was mayor have, of San yeah. Francisco when she was uh, the, uh, the district DA, attorney, yeah. mm-hmm. and then uh, he was governor while she was uh, both the AG and a senator there, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. So they've known each other for a very long time. She's clearly getting passed over. I don't know what she's going to do after this. Who really fucking cares? Like, because she's a useless human being. But it's very clear that Biden is lining up Newsom to fucking cover down on him. And the fact that he said that in front of another world leader, you know what I mean? That's like... Well, not- if, but if you go back to it, um, Newsom was in China and met with oh, yeah. Xi three or four weeks ago. Well, I mean, he was what he was really doing is putting on a fucking ball handling display. Yeah. Right? He crossed over that kid so bad that he fucking... he he. At first, it looked like an offensive foul. Mm-hmm. It looked like a charge. When I go back and see it, home little kid's feet weren't set. That's a fucking blocking foul, bro. Sure is. That's a blocking. That's two shots because they're in the penalty. Two shots, yeah. Uh, and uh, crossed him up. With but with that, I this certainly seems like uh, that's what's happening. So I wonder if they know about it. Um, and then this would all be a gigantic waste of time at this point. Maybe. But then again, um, it seemed like a, a gigantic waste of time when the Democrats went after Trump the second time. And he had already lost the election, was heading mm. out of office, what, two weeks later? So mm. I'm not really sure why you don't follow through with this, at least to save face for the party and say, hey, we're going to have some checks and balances here. Well, here's what uh, Don Bacon, who's a Nebraska senator or uh, uh, Nebraska congressman, said. We'll just go where the evidence goes and we're not there yet. Um, most of us are saying, look, we can't even get a single Democratic vote on this right now. I think the voters will reject what they are seeing when it comes to Biden policies, but high crimes and misdemeanors, I don't think we've seen enough, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So if you read into that statement, what he's saying is we could charge him and con- Congress could charge him, right? The Senate won't convict. So they might be banking on doing what was done to Trump, which is once you have uh, or wait until after the 24 election, if you get both houses of Congress, whether Biden's president or not, you can still impeach him after the fact, right? And you can get your conviction. Okay. If you, if you have the Republican Senate as well, in addition right. to the Republican House, you could get an impeachment then. Because right now, they're right. He, that's, that's a true statement. They could not get a conviction right now. There's no, I don't care what the evidence is. They're not voting to impeach They just Biden. don't have the numbers. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, either way, 
all these guys, man, no matter who they, they pump in there, uh, it's just loser after loser oh, yeah, after yeah. loser. The Republicans, you mean? Yeah. Mike Johnson. I mean, this, again, we'll go back to what you said earlier. You, you know, this guy was supposed to be the dude, the fucking MAGA hero and all that other shit. He's just he's a doing re- nothing. He's just a religious zealot. I mean, he's like, he went back on the stump yesterday saying that the, the, so-called separation of church and state is a misnomer mm-hmm. that it was well, not in the constitution it's just something that thomas jefferson said off the cuff in a letter to danbury one time um it's like all right cool man it what it, it does say that congress can make no law supporting or whatever the fuck supporting or prohibiting a particular religion that's that's very true now how do we adjudicate things like that <clears throat> because you know this comes up a lot the the anti-gun folks would say, well, they didn't have 30-round magazines and, and so-called assault weapons then, mm-hmm. right? So we have to kind of take what they meant by it and then map it on to today. <sighs> two, of the th- two of the three people primarily responsible for writing the goddamn Constitution, that is to say, Thomas Jefferson, who he's referring to and saying he was wrong, which is odd. Yeah. And then John Adams, who wrote... Uh, in the Treaty of Tripoli in 1797, his first year as president, um, or when he, the year that he won, I don't know, was, was that the year? That was his first year of vice president. Uh, he said, as the governing United States of America is not, in any sense, founded on the Christian religion, as it has in itself no character or, uh, of enmity against the laws of religion or tranquility of Muslims or Muslims, um, <clears throat> and as said, states never entered into any war or act of hostility against uh, the Mohammedan nation, nation, it is declared by the parties that no pretext arising for religious opinion shall ever produce any interruption of the harmony existing between the two countries. He said directly and in, in from his official office that we're not founded on just Christian values, which we were to some degree because British common law is certainly informed by Christian values and a lot of the founders, himself included, were Christians. But what he's saying there is like we're not bound by religious law we have a constitution mm-hmm. right and what jefferson was saying is we're not bound by religious law we have a constitution two of the three people responsible for writing the constitution say something in very clear terms it isn't that it that that makes it law it just clarifies what the law meant when they wrote the first fucking amendment right, right. and that doesn't mean again i want to be reasonable about this if you are a christian serving in congress you should you would be crazy not to have your Christian values inform your decision-making, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. If you believed in anything, that would inform your decision-making. But he's like on this fucking warpath. And in the same way that Erdogan and Turkey started this slow roll towards Islamism over the past like 10 years, it's like, what's the purpose of this stuff, dude? Why are you trying to like fucking divide people? Uh, Dave Smith and Laura Loomer had a really good conversation about Israel and Palestine last night. Mm-hmm. And she said that she said a number of alarming things. She's an idiot, by the way. Uh, but she said, she compared the Quran to Mein Kampf. It's like, mm, slow down. Why do we always go straight to Nazi on that? Like, everybody's going zero to Nazi real quick every day. I, I and just, it's just, it's a lot. It, it, I, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. She also said that, um, that nobody being sworn into office, Congress or the White House, excuse me, should be able to take their oath on a Quran, right? And, and Dave Smith's like, well, does that mean you think that Muslims should be prohibited from holding office in the U.S.? And eventually she said yes. Yeah. It's like, 
this is where it leads. And I'm not anti-Christian. I'm not anti-you and your Christian values informing the way you think, because I think Christian values are pretty goddamn good, frankly. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes a litmus test for office, mm-hmm. you have crossed the fucking line. And that's what this guy's doing, man. Not only is he doing that, which is completely unacceptable, but he's also not doing the shit we wanted him to do, which is to get rid of this motherfucker, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, whoa. <laughs> when, at what point... We've been asking people who are wrong about all the COVID stuff for years to just admit you were wrong, right? That's it. I'm telling you to admit that you were wrong, not you, but people that fucking believed in this guy or believe in this fucking extremist ideology, you've got to say I'm wrong and move on. That's it. Otherwise, we're going to be fucked. And they, these politicians, they're like greedy little attention whores, man. The more attention and praise you give them, the more righteous they think they are. You've got to knock these people down. Yeah, and I and I know with uh, Mike Johnson um, and a lot of these guys, what they're running on in this upcoming election and and over the past year is uh, that America has gotten away from these mm-hmm. Christian values, right? And and I agree with you. The values they're right. The they're right about that. Are, they're yeah. they're correct. Um, it is, but if that's your driving force in government to enforce laws or not enforce laws, like. Uh, that that should not be a part of the no. your decision making. We should whatsoever. be talking about the values, right? Right. Like, t- if you want to talk about, like, hey, we're informed by Christian values. Here are the values, and here's why we believe them. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I don't need the religious part. The values stand on their own, right? Because they're correct, with or without yeah. any religion attached to those values, which makes your position way stronger. By the totally. way, totally. And but with or without without any religion to those values, the values themselves are correct. Yeah. Like, yes love thy neighbor and mm-hmm. everything else like I, there's nothing wrong with it but let's just not have it inform your decision making or how you think about other people in office and what whatever yeah. they believe in i too. would just appeal to your sense of reason the bible has been used to justify some pretty bad stuff over time too um like if you're going to make the case that the quran calls for constant jihad like war against the infidels then you got to make cases about like jericho or where Sodom and Gomorrah, where God annihilated people, mm-hmm. or I don't know, the flood where he killed the entire world, yeah, or whatever, or just things that are encouraging people to kill their own children if they're disrespectful. You know what I mean? It's like nobody in modern Christianity or Judaism takes those things seriously. No, sure. I, no, no, no reasonable person thinks that we should go execute people because they're rude. Mm-hmm. No, no reasonable people, people thinks that, think that. So the, the goal should be not to fucking, oh, and I say this all the time that the form of Islam practiced in the Middle East is un, it's just incompatible with modern life. And right? I agree. But the goal should be to drag them into modernity. Like, hey, here are all the good parts, like the five pillars. The, the jihad and the five pillars is about a constant war, but not real war, right? Yep. It's, and one of them is like alms giving to people, taking care of the poor and needy and shit like that. Uh, uh, t- just generally speaking, Islam just hasn't updated the way that modern Christianity has. That's the real difference. Mm-hmm. So you can go find passages in either one, and the defense will be like, "Oh, we don't do that anymore." It's like, well, so the goal should be to get them to not do that anymore. Right. Not not to say they're all evil because they're just regular people who believe different shit than you. They're at a different timeline. We just got to fucking drag them up here, right? Yeah, and that's what a lot of libertarians are dismissive of the abraham accords and i know that there's a lot of back room dealings and stuff a lot of bit a lot of money is being made on it but just normalizing relationships between people 
the closer you get together, the more likely you are to have shared values when it comes to human rights. Mm-hmm. That's what really does it. You know, you can't shame somebody into getting rid of all their Uyghur concentration camps. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. But anyways. I agree. Uh, that'll lead us to our first sponsor here. Our title sponsor is ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 50% off mattresses, sheets, pillows, adjustable bases. Everything in the entire store is 50% off right now for the holidays. Uh, it's a big ticket item to get uh, a, a brand new bedroom set there. Uh, if you're like me and my wife, we usually split something over Christmas. We got kids. Uh, no need in buying each other 30 gifts or something like that. This is an excellent one that'll last you years. Uh, and it's great for uh, uh, you know the rest of your fucking days sleeping. Uh, it's the best. I've got them in every single room in my house. Dan does. We've had them for years. Uh, love, love, love. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Highest savings they've ever offered in the history of their company. Take advantage of it now. Promo code Drinking Bros. Doesn't matter how many items you put in there. So if you need five sets of sheets or pillows or whatever it is, promo code Drinking Bros at checkout gets you 50% off over there. Plus, when you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have somewhat decent credit over there. Uh, and when you check that box, yes, the 50% off is still good for that. So load up. I think they let you do it once. You might as well take advantage of it now. And, uh, you know, by the holidays, maybe you got people coming in for Thanksgiving or Christmas, Kwanzaa, Chinaka, whatever you celebrate, and they could be sleeping on a brand new ghost bed from ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. That promo code drinking bros is going to get you 50% off over there. Next up, New York City Mayor Eric Adams under investigation. You don't say. FBI agents seized New York City Mayor Eric Adams' cell phones and an iPad after stopping him in the middle of the streets following a raid on his fundraising chief. Now, last week, Adams rushed back home from D.C. after the raid on a longtime uh, confidant and top fundraiser, Brianna Suggs, 25, as part of an investigation in an alleged kickback scheme tied to the Turkish government and others. Uh, After news of his devices being seized broke, Adams told CNN he has nothing to hide. As a former member of law enforcement, I expect all members of my staff to allow the law and fully cooperate uh, in any sort of investigation, and I will continue to do exactly that. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. The New York Times reports that the FBI officials approached the Democrat on Monday night on the street and asked for this security team to step away. Hey. You want to get your guys out of there or not? And the agents climbed into Adam's SUV, took all his devices, and at least two cell phones and an iPad. The devices were returned to Adam's within a couple of days. The FBI can make copies of the data seized devices uh, if they have a search warrant, which they obviously did. Adam 63 revealed this week uh, that he has retained a personal lawyer. Yeah, yeah. So, um... What had happened was <laughs> when when Adams was running for mayor in twenty one, um, there I don't know if this woman Brianna Suggs is the one I don't know if she flipped on her or whatever happened. Really don't know, but there are text messages between Adams, who again he was he was uh, uh, the Brooklyn Borough president, which I think is like uh, and uh, what do they call it, alderman in Chicago? I don't yeah. I don't think they call him that in New York. 
Um, <clears throat> and he was the, the nominee. So he was the Democratic nominee for mayor in New York, which means the mayor, right? Because I don't, I don't remember who ran against him from the Republican side. But anyways, or maybe there was just an independent. I don't really remember. I forget, yeah. Um, so there was text between him and the Turkish, Turkish consul general, uh, Ran Osgur, maybe. Sure. And then uh, FDNY commissioner, uh, Daniel N-I-G-R-O, which I'm not saying. Come on. Um, Give it a go. No. Were uncovered <laughs> by FBI agents after they seized his electronic devices, which means it's, it sounds like Suggs or whom somebody else said, hey, you should check his text. And they checked them and they found these texts, which seemed to suggest that Adams helped fast track the Turkish government's new diplomatic headquarters in Manhattan. Now, this is. And, and there's a kickback, like mm-hmm. they paid him to make to fast track their new headquarters. Now, I don't know if this constitutes a violation of the Logan Act or not, because technically he as a private citizen in his capacity as uh, the incoming mayor, but also as a, an alderman or whatever they call it there took money to help a foreign government get their consulate set up. I don't know if that qualifies under the Logan Act, but it's definitely political corruption. You're right, right there. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, it could be both, but it's definitely political corruption. And then, yes. you know, if, if it's happened once, it's probably happened more than once. Yeah. So you may be in for a treat, I guess. Well, look, with this guy, to me, because um, I'd, I'd never really heard about him before he got elected mayor, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, up in New York. It's always on to me when a guy comes out of nowhere and is able to have the funding to do it in a city like New York Mm -hmm. Um, because it's expensive. Especially a cop. And by the way, the fact that the current iteration of the federal government is coming after him for this is surprising. It is. Right? Uh, Because the the FBI loves political corruption. That's one of their, other than terrorism and financial crimes, political corruption is their favorite thing to go after because that's what gets you promoted. Mm -hmm. Right? so in the text, uh, Osger informed Adams that the construction was recently completed on their new di- uh, diplomatic headquarters. Uh, it's on 46th and 1st Ave, by the way, which is right next to the United Nations. Building. Yeah. Prime fucking real estate right uh, there. You're right buddy. there. That's expensive. Yeah. Uh, he's, but then, then Osger noted that while the new HQ received needed approvals from the city buildings department to operate, it still had, had not secured a, quote, temporary certificate of occupancy from the fire department. So. There's a text chain there, and then there's a text chain from the FDNY commissioner between Adams as well as probably like, hey. Yeah. So that guy's probably going to be under investigation as well. And we know this from you know <clears throat> basically every city we lived in. It's not that this shit doesn't happen all the time. Mm. It just can't happen as an elected official. Right, yeah. Um, because shit. Well, you shouldn't do it through text anyway because Adams reached out to uh, uh, Negro. That's his name, N-I-G-R-O, the FDNY commissioner. And said, hey, can you look into this? And then the FDNY commissioner uh, one day later said, this will be handled by, by Monday. So that was on a Friday. He said it'll be handled by Monday. Okay. Um, and maybe he was just doing him a favor, which I don't think is out of the... I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're... A, and this sucks. It sucks that this is the way human life works. But if you're a small business owner or something, maybe if you've got a friend, they can help you skip the line a little bit. But when it's a diplomatic headquarters, you're going to get preferential treatment. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. It's just yeah. the way it is. So maybe there's no money exchanged, right? It looks like they're going to look into everybody's banking records now and see. Of course. Not just their private stuff, but the, um, but the, uh, the campaign's banking records as well. Uh-huh. And 
chances are they're going to find something, right? There's always I, something. I mean, there's always on, some dude. kind of scandal, even if he doesn't know about it. So, I, and let's face it, you and I have blasted this guy for the better part of two years now. At this point, like mm-hmm. he's a fucking moron. He's a real dumb dumb. Yeah. So this is going down. He will get ousted out of there, and uh, and it'll just be a long list of dummies with like Mary and Barry and these <laughs> other fucking assholes. Where you're like, well, shit, Mary Barry came back, bro. He did. And I'm not saying he can't come back. Uh, however, um, this, is, this is a big one. Uh, and when the FBI is pulling you over on the side of the fucking road and taking your cell phones and iPad out of your car, yeah. and they're not even waiting until you get home or back to the office, that means they want your shit right now, bro. Yeah. Um, you don't do that unless you think you got something. Otherwise, you got egg on your face, and it's pretty goddamn embarrassing that you just pulled over the, the mayor of the city of New York and yeah. there's nothing there. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire on this one. This guy's fucking guilty, I bet. Probably. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, next up, sponsorship rise. We got uh, bioproteintech.com. Every year after puberty, HGH, human growth hormone, the hormone responsible for workout, recovery, performance, metabolism, and even sex drive. Well, that starts to decline sometimes by 50% by the time you reach age 35. Doesn't matter who you are, how hard you train, uh, how good you eat, it's happening to all of us. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus is one of the first of its kind non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. All the benefits of synthetic HGH without any of the needles, side effects, or doctor visits. Best part is... BioPro Plus works super fast, is easy to use, and is 100% safe. It's been trusted by a physician since 2009, and its benefits can be felt in just days instead of months. Guys who use it, like D'Anthony and I, uh, you experience a faster workout recovery. Man, the sleep that I've had on it's been rad. Dude. Yeah, it's really good. Comes a little vial, just put it underneath your tongue. It's going to burn a little bit. Go. You'll be fine. Yeah. A little Pow- sting. Power through. It lets you know that it's working there. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll boost everything, metabolism, sexual function, better mood and energy. Um, I mean, I think you heard Dan laughing a couple times here the last couple mm, days. So. It wasn't because of that. Okay. No, I may okay. have been. May well, have been. Uh, so if you want to fix the way you perform, look and feel without all the risk of big pharma and the synthetic stuff, well, head on over to bioproteintech.com to learn more or click the link in the bio and use the code DRINKINGBROS. For $30 off your first order. Uh, I've tried BioPro Plus uh, myself. Love it. Um, if you've you know put your body through the ringer over the years playing sports and whatnot or war for this guy, uh, this shit's great. Go to bioproteintech.com to learn more. You can also just click the link in, uh, click the, link in the bio here uh, underneath the audio description for all you audio listeners out there. And uh, pop in that promo code DRINKINGBROS for $30 dollars off next up no one cares about superheroes anymore called this uh last week marvel studios broke a record but it was one they definitely didn't want the marvels opened to around 14.5 million uh opening nights and had the lowest thursday to friday opening ever for a disney marvel release with 21.3 million dollars there yeesh uh, so if the superhero sequel makes uh, $50 million opening weekend, well, they'll be lucky they didn't. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, that came in right around the low 40s there. 
Uh, it's kind of an ironic turn of events since Captain Marvel, uh, its predecessor, was the highest grossing female super uh, hero movie of all time. Um, but everything has gone wrong here, it seems, from the idea to the execution and everything else. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I actually saw it, D'Anthony. You saw the movie? I did. Is it any good? No. Because um, so I, I like the first one. My uh, like my, I know I know Brie Larson is uh, woke dum dum yep. and says ridiculous shit a lot, but I felt like the first movie was actually pretty good. It wasn't bad, which is why my kids wanted to see this mm. uh, the second one. So uh, I went with them last weekend. Uh, took my son, and uh, he turns to me no lie. Fifteen minutes in, and he goes, "Dad, this is confusing." And I I had to look at him, and I was like, "Son." I'm fucking confused. Okay? Yeah, that, so fucking that, that's a big problem. Um, yeah. We can, we'll talk about this in a sec, but the superhero fatigue is going to hit the, us, our generation the most mm-hmm. because we've been watching it since Iron Man in 2008, right? And even before that... Spider-Man, I think, was the first. Spider-Man in the early 2000s, Daredevil, a couple others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the Batman reboots in the middle, although I think they're kind of off on their own thing because that's Christopher Nolan. He's, just, he just, he's good at doing stuff. But um, it's been a solid 15 years of having one to three Marvel movies out every single year. Right? Yes. And obviously it's going to affect us. Now you got to go after <laughs> the new generation. You can't have some... like the uh, I, I enjoyed... The last Doctor Strange movie, I thought was pretty good. Um, I didn't like that one either. But but it did get. There's like a lot of woven narratives that for the younger <laughs> crowd is going to be difficult for them to fucking follow. You got to dumb it down a little bit more. Hulk smash. You know what I mean? That shit's popular. That's why, um, even though it's kind of a multiverse uh, film, or I'm sorry, series, the Loki series on Disney's doing great, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just like it's. It's all about characters. That's what people like. People love Tony Stark because they like Robert Downey Jr. People love Captain America because they love Chris Evans. You know yes. I mean? Those movies will carry. They could make a thousand, they could make infinite amounts of Tony Stark movies and Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. Now, when they brought Anthony Mackie in, less likable, right? It, they're, they're having like a hard that. time. You know they're reshooting that. It yeah. didn't test well. Yeah, I mean, it just it is what it is. And it has, it's nothing against him. He's a good actor. He's been in other stuff where he's really good. He's you know a good I mean? actor, but now he's got to take over uh, Captain America. Yeah, it's, like, and, uh, it's, it's tough, man. It's not, like, it's, it would be like, who's going to be the, the next uh, Iron Man, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's I, no way. You're not replacing no RDJ. Way. So yeah. the biggest issue with this movie um, was, one, you got the time-hopping bullshit, which has mm-hmm. been in the last five or six of these. It's like, all right, what fucking timeline are we on now? R- right. Because I can't keep up with all this stuff. Totally. So when my kid said it was confusing, I was confused, too, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what world they were in. The other part of it is, Production-wise, uh, it looked very cheap. Um, well, they spent $200 million on it, and they only made 40 in the opening Oh, it's, and more than that, because your P&A total... Of, That's of just on production. That's not P&A. Yep. Uh, so uh, you're probably looking at three, three fifty mm-hmm. at the uh, all-in there. So it didn't look great. Yeah. The script was awful. The other part, too, was they brought in like four different women to go along with her. Yeah. Uh, and Like that last scene in the last Avengers movie? Yeah. It's like, hey, this we, th- we've got the greatest superheroes on Earth, but we need Tony Stark's girlfriend in an Iron Man suit to really seal the deal. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. And so with this, too, the other part was uh, you had an Indian girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Dots, not feathers, sure. obviously. You had a black girl, you had uh, a Latino girl, and then you had Brie Larson, you had the white girl. Did you have a kneezer? Uh, no, we didn't have a kneezer in there. Mm. And so that's 
that's also part of it where, you know, just as an audience member, you feel like you're looking at a brochure for a junior college where yeah. we believe in diversity and it didn't really fit. Like diversity is fine for all this shit, dude. If it fits the storyline and the mm. characters fit and everything else, me personally, I, I genuinely think Marvel, they're never going to do this and Hollywood's never mm. going to do it. Let's face it. But I genuinely think they should just have a five to 10 year break on all superhero movies. Go back to the drawing board and then try to figure this out again, if that's indeed what you want to keep yeah. doing to put asses in the seats. Um, because I will say this, as far as the box office goes this year, it, it, it might end up being the second highest total of all time. Movies are back. People yeah. do want to go to movies, but this shit is going to drive people away. Uh, and it's been a great year for movies with Oppenheimer. And, you know, I know they moved Dune to next year, mm. but uh, I even enjoyed the Nike movie that uh, Matt Damon and those guys made. Uh, you got uh, Napoleon coming out next week. There is Barbie, you know, crushed. I didn't mm -hmm. like the movie, but, uh, but it did well. And a lot of people did enjoy that film. You got some original I mean, the sound shit. Of, sound of Freedom made a bunch of money, Sound too. of Freedom. Yeah, I mean. I'm but, not but sure how much have... the studios made on that, but they made a bunch of money. Well, the interesting part was, uh, take, take this uh, movie, right? So my kid likes to see the trailers mm. of what's coming out. Because of the success of Sound of Freedom, there was two faith-based movies, mm. you know, uh, is what they're calling it, uh, that are coming out there. And one of the leads was Hilary Swank. Now, typically, you don't find an Oscar winner doing movies like that mm -hmm. but the story looked good i think you're starting to break out of that mold of uh it doesn't have to be a kurt cameron yeah. or somebody in well, there. So eventually we and we've said this for years kind of wonder waiting and wondering who's gonna have the the good sense and the balls to do this mm -hmm. right because some of our buddies have been doing it for years correct right like kevin sorbo sorbo made, he made more money making straight to DVD Christian movies mm -hmm. than he ever made acting and and TV and film and shit, right? Um He got pretty rich off Hercules and Andromeda. Not like this though. Because it's like the the share it, he's not getting residuals on these movies he's making. He's getting fucking dividends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's, a whole he, different story. He's an owner in part yeah. of this. But any, but the <clears throat> An all-female, not all, the cast was an all-female, but an, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but we've talked for years now about how four of the eight studios are owned by China, mm -hmm. right? And that drives a lot of what happens there. The Chinese fan base like white male superheroes. I don't yep. know why. But they are the most popular movies that happen in China. Correct. Big budget, big explosion. Fucking Mark Wahlberg and Transformers. Yep. Fucking uh, Shia LaBeouf and Transformers. Those movies, you can make a, a million of them. They'll watch every goddamn one mm -hmm. of them. And it's the biggest. They have an 800 million person uh, uh, viewership of movies to yep. our our population is not even that big, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then you add in Bollywood as well, who loves that stuff as well. It's like, if you make an all-girl superhero movie with somebody who gets pressed for being anti-dude in a chauvinist culture like China is, it's you're not going to make that back end. No. You're not going to make up in the international what you lost domestic. So you can't, that playbook won't work anymore. No, and, and the most important thing here is uh, to make a great movie. But like you said, the first one was good. This one just it just wasn't good. Yeah, it was really the first one was really good, my opinion. Yeah, it just it just sucks. And I I think 
I wonder if, I think it just is a perfect storm. This should be the final nail in that coffin. It should be if everybody's paying attention. I agree, but it's like look. you can't. It's it's not going to compete with films like Oppenheimer or Napoleon, or um, which you know two major biopics in one year like that is rare. It's not going to happen a lot. But Top Gun, Maverick, right? You're not mm, oh. you're not competing with those. Yeah, yeah. It's just not going to happen. And then on top of that, the core demo has been alienated a little bit. Like the superhero fan is. Mm-hmm. us and and our children right that's yeah. who's going to be the fan of that stuff and then there's the superhero fatigue as well it's just like a perfect storm of like hey let's go back to the drawing board maybe let's make a comedy that that makes some people butthurt because you know who made a fuckload of money is bill fucking burr yeah and the first weekend 27 million people 27 million watch that fucking movie I know, on netflix dude. i know I 27 know million yeah. now he it's not like going to the theater where they get maybe three bucks per view right it's not that kind of conversion because it's on netflix but if they want to make another movie if they want to make a what, what was it called angry dads yeah angry dads 2 or whatever they're going to get paid 50 to 100 million dollars to make that movie not including the production right, right, the, right, that's right. how much money the the main the director producer and main stars yeah. stars are going to make yeah. you know what i mean I, and i'm sure they will by the way it crushed uh, but yeah, I, look, I take a five year break. They're not going mm. to, I know Captain America is coming out with Anthony Mackie and all that shit. That's going to bomb as well. I hate that too, because I like the Captain America stuff. And I really, I like Anthony Mackie as an actor too. They're setting him up to fail. I, they're, they're setting up a lot of black actors to fail because you should just give them their own original mm. material. And I can promise you this man, I've sat in these meetings for 20 years out there, man. Uh, it's there. There's tons of black writers that are great. There's tons of uh, original black stories that are great and great black actors. All of this is fucking nonsense to me. Uh, and then I mean, you have them play a white character. It, no, people are going to be pissed off about it. Jordan, Jordan Peele went off and made his own way. Mm-hmm. Wrote his own original shit. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but he's made a fuckload of money. And most of the content's pretty good. I'm not a, I'm not a horror guy, right? So it's hit or miss with me, but people that really like horror like everything he puts out now. Yeah. There's... Not everybody's as talented as that dude. Obviously, he's pretty off the charts. But there's so many of those people. Tons. You, uh, there's like, so many of you people. Yeah, you <laughs> so many. Exactly. There's so many of those. Like, you're trying to wedge women and minorities into pre-existing roles when they have their own fucking ideas. Yep. Why are you doing that? And then the scripts are great. I've read them. Uh, so I'm not really sure. Uh, next up, China is normalizing relations with the U.S. Joe Biden and Xi Jinping. Uh, met for the first time in over a year for high-stakes talks on Wednesday to try and bury the hatchet amid dangerously escalating tensions between Washington and Beijing. Now, the two leaders met for four hours at a historic home outside of San Francisco. Their encounter began with a warm, double-clasped handshake. I love those. I love the old, oh. Oh, is that what I... Mm. So for me, it's hand on hand and then my other hand is on the butt oh you go butt okay great great and i I pull them in close to me and then kiss them on the neck yep right there yeah yeah i go breast and then very similar here well if it's a woman i might consider that uh the hilarious part about this is just even thinking about these two guys meeting did you watch any of these clips uh i watched xi jinping who you know fair enough is 10 years younger be as you know, uh, dominant and clear as he typically is. Yep. And Biden's just rambling and his staff had to kick the fucking press out 
because he started rambling about at stuff. The press like, to get the fuck out of there, man. I, you know, I to be honest, I feel bad for those guys. That's got to be the worst job in the world right now, being one of his staffers. Just oh, to, like you're just. I, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like you took your uh, your reformed Nazi new boyfriend to your fucking uh, uh, Jewish family's like high holy holidays, hoping he doesn't say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they don't notice the swastika on his neck. It's like the most uh, anxiety ridden. You know something's gonna happen. They're making him wear tennis shoes now so he doesn't fall down and shit. Did you see the look in? Uh, I think it was Anthony Blinken's eyes when he was just like, "Oh my god, yeah. can we shut this guy the fuck up?" Because he's just the old man. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Now, luckily, Xi doesn't speak English, so maybe he didn't. Know. Xi Jinping speaks English. Does he really? Of course he does. Why does everything go through a translator? Because it's a power move. You think so? Yeah, I know so. Oh, I like Chinese that a lot. do business in English. No, I. I know, and he's but a like, businessman. You always wonder, like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, that's great. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he speaks English. <laughs> that is a power move, dude. Yeah. To not tell anybody and then demand a translator to give it you know, to you. You know why you like doing it as uh especially if as a as a non American is I get to speak to my translator and tell him what to to say to you. Mm-hmm. And while you're looking at him and he's telling you what I just said, I'm staring right at you picking up all of your micro expressions and all that stuff right that's why it's a power move oh it's it's amazing it's like knowing spanish when the fucking you know mm. the maids come over and you're like oh they fucking hate me and my whole family here or they're planning on stealing my drugs and if you would just ask i'm a very generous i'm a generous and benevolent god you understand drogas? i will provide yeah i will Dro- provide for you drogas, but don't steal from me don't steal uh the china u.s relationship has never been smooth sailing obviously and always faces problems uh, of one kind or another, Xi said through the translators he met Biden. Yet, it has kept moving forward amidst twists and turns. For China and the United States, turning their back on each other is not an option. I actually agree on that, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, it is unrealistic for one side to remodel the other, and uh, the conflict and confrontation has terrible consequences for both sides. We're the two most powerful economies in the world. Yes. Right? And, and he says, uh, planet Earth is big enough for two countries to succeed. So look, in, in all of those statements that G said, I, I totally agree here. And, uh, and it's the same in business. Mm. You know, when you and I, I know we're here for hard AS seltzer, but uh, there's another buddy of ours that, that runs a seltzer company and everything else. And we're like, hey dude, we'll help you out with that. And he's mm. like, oh, you're not worried about competition. It's like, it's not that. There's enough money in the world for yeah. everybody to succeed as long as your products are just a little different. Well, the right? more people in the in the seltzer market, the better for us. Whether they're drinking ours or somebody else's, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's a we, we call it a TAM, a total addressable market. Right. That's what you call it in in, in uh, uh, business terms. So, the more total people there are in that market, what if I do come out with one that they like down the road? Yeah, but they've sworn off seltzers now, and they only drink Coors or whatever the fuck else, right? That's bad for me business wise. Building infrastructure for your industry is good. Building building in, in infrastructure for uh, global economics is also good, right? Mm-hmm. And it also helps ensure that the dollar stays the reserve currency, which is at least a backstop to all the stupid shit we're doing to our economy right now. Now, <clears throat> uh, Biden said, and I don't know if he actually said this or if it was written down somewhere. Right, but he said we have to ensure that competition does not veer into conflict. We have to manage uh, that that competition responsibly. Um, here's what I think about this: I, if China is smart and they usually make good moves, right? 
I think they see this Islamist threat to global security that's on the rise again, right? It was kind of, we talked about this three months ago before this attack on Israel, but you haven't heard much about Islamic terrorism in a while, right? Right. And now it's any, any little spark and it sets it off again. China has as much to lose from that as anybody. Now they've got human rights problems, certainly, uh, but we're not going to shame them into stopping that. You know what we did last time to improve the working conditions for Chinese people? We fucking took our business to Cambodia. Yeah. And they were like, oh, fuck, come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. give them pay. We'll, we'll feed them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> stop, yeah, yeah. We'll, please we'll. stop, yeah. It's like, that's, <laughs> it's, they're sticking carrot between all, are involved in all this stuff. But if they're smart, they see this rising tide, like the, the, the Strait of Hormuz and even the port up, uh, 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 I'm sorry, the shipping lanes uh, north of Israel there, and then the shipping lanes between um, uh, uh, Africa and Europe and stuff like that. These are all really important for international business. And if there's fucking blockades and suicide terrorism and constant protests everywhere all over the world, it's bad for business everywhere. Yeah. China cares about business. Yeah. They've made good business decisions over the last 20 or 30 years, right? And you have to protect against that. And their best ally to deal with radical Islam, frankly, is us and Russia, Yep. right? The reason that, and uh, again, I'll talk about that Dave Smith thing that was on Zero Hedge. Russia and China are more responsible for getting rid of ISIS than we are, right? All we did was fund Syrian rebels who were Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, whoopsies. Right? And it was because they were anti-Bath Party. They were anti-Syrian regime. Russia and China just directly funded Bashar al-Assad. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's distasteful. Yeah, he's a bad guy, but ISIS is pretty rough, man. Like, a, somebody that's bad to his own people is decidedly less bad than a transnational terrorist organization. It's it, like, it sucks that we live in a world where you have to make those comparisons. Just like, oh, no, that's bad and that's bad. Fuck that. I'm out. Like, all right, well... You're going to deal with one of them, right? right? Unless you want to fucking have co total control of the entire world, right? Yeah. If you want to be a global government, I don't think anybody on our side wants that bullshit. You do have to deal with somebody. So I don't know. I mean, they've, they've and now Saudi Arabia is shooting down the Houthi rockets that are coming from Yemen into Israel and shit. Mm -hmm. It's like we're, we're entering a new phase here. I think people are kind of getting fed up with this shit. I hope so. Um, and look, as much as I hate Biden, I think this is a smart move. And it's a great yeah. move. And I think it's one that, uh, especially in, in the time that we're in, that you just described here with all the shit going on all over the world, you don't want to piss off China and vice versa. And we actually need each other for, because God forbid that something else mm -hmm. fucking popped up. We're stretched too thin around the yeah. world with all this, this bullshit here. Uh, the one shocker that I have with this is why San Francisco? Um, because it's the largest Chinese population in America. It is. Okay. Because yeah. um, I was trying to figure that out. I mean, you've and been I know to Chinatown, right? I have. Um, but it's there's a bunch of Chinatowns everywhere. Not like that one. Not like, I agree. Uh, New York is, eh, it's mm. close. It's, it's actually, I think the food in Chinatown in New York might be better. But the, the cultural displays in San Francisco are fucking dope. Yeah, I'll go San Francisco on that one. I used to love going down there all the time. It smells really bad. But the food there is so fucking there, good. There's a, there's a lot of good food, but it's also like, I, I don't know. I, I lived there for a while. It stinks. 
Yeah, it stinks. Um, Not a fan. But they cleaned it up. I don't know if you saw. They hosed down the streets. They got rid of oh, yeah. magically all the homeless people. Yeah, and yeah. Then they put up gates yeah, yeah, protecting yeah. the sidewalks so that they couldn't come back. <laughs> and when they interviewed Gavin Newsom about it, um, he said the quiet part out loud, yeah. where he goes, uh, "Look, a lot of you are, are saying we're just cleaning up the streets because uh, the the president of China's coming." And you know, you're right. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, what the what yeah. the fuck?" You, yeah. So why didn't you just do that? It's your own state, anyways. It's been fucked for the last well, you fifteen know, years. He he said that when you have company coming over, you clean the house. Yeah. Boy, I mean, that's a that's a stance. It, I guess it sure is. The fuck. But we have company that is permanently there called uh-huh. residents, and uh, they want their house clean. Uh, but the president of China comes over, and you're willing to fucking do this shit? Fuck you. Very fuck you. Yeah. Um, Fuck all politicians, uh, except for George Santos. Ah. So the first real nugget we've gotten out of this investigation into him is that he's apparently been using campaign funds on OnlyFans subscriptions. Yeah, sure has. Uh, He did announce, though, breaking news, (laughs) that he's not running for re-election. Oh, no. I know. Uh, So I know it's a shocker, uh, but he will not be running next year, and, and he's all done with there. Uh, so RIP to him and his career and everything else. Uh, I don't know how long he'll end up going to jail for all this other shit, but it's fun. And, uh, hopefully he used some of the campaign money on adamandeve.com largest sex toy store in the world. Uh, if you go there, uh, we've shown this many a times, uh, in Austin on the channel, I found out that's what we're getting dinged for showing dildos and vibrators mm. and shit, by the way. So we, mm. I, we can't show the pictures anymore. The cock rings, the sex dolls, we can't show it to you anymore. Uh, but they've got the largest selection of sex toys you could ever want on this planet. You want to talk about a fucking great Christmas gift for you and the loved ones. It's that. Uh, all right, but here's the, the deal. You get one item, 50% off, and free shipping. You say to yourself, Ross, what's the fucking big deal with that? There's like, I don't know, 30,000 items on there? I'm not lying. Like, There's like 30,000 items, so choose wisely. Sit down with whoever your fucking partner is and really pick out the one you want and then you get 50% off of the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout and free shipping at adamandeve.com. Who doesn't love stringing up their Christmas tree with anal beads? You know? Just putting wrapping anal beads around the whole Christmas mm-hmm. tree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they make some that have LED lights in them, so... Be great. Why not? It'd be fucking great, but... Now's the time to go to adamandeve.com. Use that promo code DRINKINGBROS for 50% off and free shipping on your favorite sex toy, brother. Enjoy it. They're the best in the business. Uh, got some shit for myself from there. Uh, next up, got the Taliban on ice. Uh, Jamie, I believe you have this video here. Well, let's uh, intro it first. Jamie, get that video ready. Yeah. Um, so a video uploaded to YouTube and circulated around social media appears to show AK-47 armed Taliban security forces patrolling the streets on rollerblades. Yeah. Like gay dudes in the Castro or the uh, the village. Yep. In the 1990s. Which is great. It's cruising around. Actually, they're bringing it back now. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Castro, but the East Village, there's... Dudes on rollerblades. Oh, yeah. The shortest possible shorts. I thought for a while it was like uh, Marines. Right. Because they do that shit too. I don't know if you've heard of Rudy Reyes or Donnie O'Malley. but Oh, Ru- uh, not Ru- Rudy's fine, but uh, Donnie's all in now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's gone full dick and balls out. So yeah. several 
could be seen skating between traffic alongside a truck. I mean, they're in full kit Mm -hmm. with their rifles, helmets on, and on rollerblades. I mean, it it feels like a a goofy, campy, kind of dystopian uh, movie from the 80s or something. But it's real. You know what I mean? Oh, it's fucking real. And they shot a trailer as if it was like a hype video for Ohio State, Michigan. But this one's good, though. Fuck. This one's... You you remember that uh, IRGC, the Iranian... Oh, yeah. Like monkey bars and doing barrel rolls and shit and everyone's like what the fuck is he, are these guys doing let's just play the video yeah because jamie it's fucking can you, funny can you pop with the video up here um because it is good and we do want to give him a shout out for this there you go it's like marty fucking mcfly bro it's just pure and look, insanity this, roller I, I don't know i guess to be able to chase down criminals Maybe. But with AKs, like, well, yeah, they got a gun. Do you know how hard it is to fucking shoot a gun? And here's like, what was was rollerblading? Because there's like, if you watch the full, there's 22 minutes. Sure. If you watch the full video, there's like a bunch of yeah. yeah. So how it worked was rollerblading? I've never been into this. Was rollerblading really popular in the world? You know, all these uh, cultures around the world seem to be about 30 years behind America. So maybe it's just catching up. Or did they spend the last six to 12 months training dudes to roll with guns? When we had that withdrawal from Afghanistan, did we leave a bunch of rollerblades behind? Is that what it was? It was like a box of like 100,000 sets of rollerblades. I like the one dude without his mask on, too. He falls. Yeah, he's just a fucking pussy. But this dude's got a beret and a drum fucking headphones over the top. Surprise the party. What do you think he's listening to? Probably Drake. This is just a replay. Probably listening back to that one, Drake. But but as I'm watching this, I was unaware that the city was this big and uh, and they actually had shit. I just took a picture of it. It was all mud huts. Anyways, you can cut this channel. Yeah, uh, you but can, it's fun. Congratulations, there's, guys. There's more video. There's a video of people being slingshot. So, like, holding hands with one guy who's holding onto the truck, and then he slings it forward and stuff. They've been working on moves. So, are we going to see a Taliban division in the roller derby? Right? I hope so. Because that would be... Remember, um, remember Hulk versus the Iron Sheik back in sure the day? Sure do. One of my faves. Is it, it classic? I mean, <laughs> you bring that into rollerblading, and I'll fucking watch. Oh man, dude! It's, it's just so goofy. Like, how how is this even a thing? It's look. It's we're not obviously big Taliban fans over here, but I I will say I love the video. Um, they 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 did it and they got it right, and they made rollerblading look kind of cool. Yeah. Usually, you look gay doing roller. Well, there's even uh, it, you can see in this video. So I encourage all of you to go on Twitter and fucking look these videos up and, and watch all of them. Um, and you can there's a task and purpose article as well. That you can find some of this stuff in. But one dude is like skating forward and just flips around and starts skating backward, looking around and flips back forward again, yep. like he's a, a defender in hockey or some shit. Yeah, I'm like all right, you got some skills. You bro. got some moves. I can't skate like that. I can. I can probably shoot better than you. Uh, yes. But yeah. skating? I can skate. Not so much. Uh, fun fact about me, I was actually a uh, skate guard, a referee at a roller rink. Mm. Yeah, but that's, um, that's a four-wheel skate. It was. I didn't know. Uh, so, by the way, you had the option of rollerblades, and I was like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a four-wheel guy. Yeah, four-wheel is classic. It is. Four-wheel is like, 
I don't know. It's like driving a Harley instead of a fucking crotch rocket uh-huh. to me, right? Like, yeah, you might go faster in the rollerblades, but I look like a fucking badass, dude, on these four wheels. Yeah. I had to take my kid to a, a roller skating party about two months ago, and uh, they were asking some of the parents, can anybody skate and get out there with the kids so, you know, I don't fucking break their faces open? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, dude, I can do it. And everybody was shocked. They were like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, yeah, dude, I was a skate guard for a while, all right? I had the, the whistle and the whole fucking shit. Uh, so I can tell you their skills are legit there. Mm-hmm. I can sign off on that. Now, that's the second funniest story of the week. Yes. And the, the next one, good, I guess, talk about Hard AF and the for thing sure. tonight, and then we'll get into the Hard AF Seltzer now available all down the east coast of North Carolina, which is why we're here uh, Total Wines is open. Bought some from there yesterday. Randall's, uh, where it's uh, Whiskey Creek down there. It's uh, the old Whiskey Creek Trail. Um, bunch of restaurants and bars. All the brunches in Wilmington, North Carolina are now open. Uh, just met with Lowe's yesterday. Met with, uh, meeting with Harris Teeter tonight uh, to try to get into the grocery stores for next spring and all that fun stuff. Uh, live in Ohio. Look, next weekend is rivalry week as far as college football goes. So we're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Go to that Shell Station, 1405 University Boulevard, Corks and Tops right there on campus, and Ramajama outside the stadium. They're playing Auburn. Alabama's playing Auburn. We're in Tiger Liquors in Auburn as well. So look, kids, load up on the 8% for rivalry week. Ohio State is playing Michigan next week. Uh, we're live all over Ohio State's campus. 14 or no liquors uh, down there. North Campus, uh, Short North Pint House, Urban Myers Pint House out in Dublin, uh, Johnny's Tavern, the Standard Hall. Uh, we're everywhere. Just go to the store locator and uh, and type in. We're in Westerville out in Ohio now. Bunch of locations everywhere. Uh, Saturday night's game is uh, Tennessee against Alabama. Or no, Georgia. Shit, mm. it's Georgia. Um, so look, if you're in Knoxville, go to the Total Wines there. Go to the University of Liquors there. Grab some 8% seltzers in Knoxville and rage, 8% wise. Um, and uh, we're also in the Amway Center down there. Uh, so if you go to uh, Orlando Solar Bears game or Orlando Magic or any of that stuff down there, uh, just go to section 104 or 112 at that grab and go. Grab some, dude. Take the fam out for a cheap night and get rocked. And yeah, we're coming to Orlando again soon. We to are. do an event. Fucking stop asking me. We'll be there. Don't ask me any more questions. We'll be there. Ever again. We'll be there. We're, we're also going back to Tampa. Mm. Uh, meeting up with some folks in Tampa down there. So we'll be back to Florida very, very soon. Uh, and uh, the easiest way to remember is just go to any Total Wines down there if you're in the area. Alabama and all that stuff, any Piggly Wiggly, uh, we're everywhere down there. Alpharetta, Georgia, Atlanta, you name it, dude. Uh, just just go to the store locator and you're good to go. If you're not near one of those six states, um, look, we'll, we'll still ship to your house, but we're down to, I think, like 36 states now. Uh, just go to hardafseltzer.com today. And, uh, and that store locator, just put in your city or zip, and it'll take you to the closest store near you. Some of these new stores in, uh, in Ohio and North Carolina, it'll be updated shortly. Uh, it just takes a little while to get into the system there. Uh, but the ones that I just mentioned are live as we speak. Uh, next up, public gayness was banned. Now, the reason why we did this hard AF seltzer ad right before this is the city it's in. It's the city that makes hard AF seltzer. <laughs> it's where breweries at. So when this came up this morning, holy shit, dude! Uh, locals of the Tennessee city of Murfreesboro 
for hard AF seltzers, man. Uh, are using a recently passed ordinance basically prohibiting homosexuality in public as a loophole to ban library books they consider gay. Yes, this is a real story. This is not fake news. This is real news. Uh, the rural town of Murfreesboro in June passed an ordinance banning indecent behavior, which includes indecent exposure, public indecency, lewd behavior, nudity, or sexual conduct. The rule seems overtly targeted at the gay community, as journalist Aaron Reed first reported uh, the mention of Section 2172 in the ordinance, which states that sexual conduct includes homosexuality, essentially banning all forms of public affection for gay couples besides talking. So I think you're not allowed to kiss or hug, right, in public? As a gay? As a gay. Yeah, I guess that's the... That's what everybody's bitching like, about online. Yeah, this seems like one of those rules that was on the books a thousand years ago mm-hmm. or something, and it still is, and now the city is trying to weaponize it against like modern gay lords. Right. Uh, so obviously, obviously, this is not going to stand up to legal scrutiny. No. But it is really funny, to be honest, that there are assholes like this still exist. Um, so the and. <laughs> Funny might not be the right word. It's just fucking weird. But so citizens found violating this new rule will be barred from hosting public events, mm-hmm. which how what how is that possible? No, uh, or selling goods and services at those public events for two years. Now, if they're caught breaking the ordin- ordinance in the presence of minors, they'll be barred for five years. Oh, so shit. if two dudes kiss in, in front, front of, a kid? of a kid, then you can't sell your wares you can't go down to the swap meet for five years dude wow you got a five-year ban from the swap meet or from the the uh what do you call it the farmer's market or something because you're a gay lord you can't sell like, those are you rocks. fucking kidding me dude Man. um obviously there's legal challenges already filed against this this won't stand up to any legal scrutiny no it, court even in the most fucking weird places in america this won't stand up it won't but it's like man what the fuck are we doing here guys like this is just so fucking ridiculous um man i uh, yeah this is some archaic rule it's been on the books forever um there's a book that i read of uh weird loopholes and old state laws that still haven't been corrected yet you know or cities and towns and uh and this is one of them for this bullshit yes this will be overturned uh yes this is ridiculous this is the dumbest shit of all time and uh i don't know man if you've been to murfreesboro by the way there's nothing really out there i mean you and i even trying to get a fucking uber out there good luck right Mm. um so yeah dude uh, let's let's just be done with all this fucking bullshit and move on with our lives there's more important things in the world than this okay holy christ all right now's the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week I'm uh, going to give it to Jamie Henson. I don't know if you have a camera on you, Jamie, but uh, shout out to you. Um, obviously, Jamie's uh, old school homie here and uh, was our producer in Wilmington before we left. But every time we come back in town, uh, he's always down to shoot, always hooks up the podcast and all that other shit, even though his internet went out yesterday, Jamie. For fucking sports, uh, we always uh, have a home here when we come back here, which is why we're able to shoot these shows and get them out to you. Uh, we're also heading out to brunches here to shoot to show uh, with the owner over there. 
and uh, and Jamie would be with us on that. And if you're at the event tonight, Jamie will be there as well. So uh, cheers, man. Thanks for having us yet again down here. And uh, we miss you. It's nice to be back home in Wilmington. Uh, love it here. Pieces are beautiful. Uh, brunches is awesome. And, uh, and now Hard AF Seltzer will be in every single store and bar and restaurant down here. So uh, uh, thanks, you guys. We greatly appreciate it. Jamie, thank you for everything, brother. And uh, looking forward to tonight's events. Now, if you can't make it tonight, you can still help out the show by going to iTunes, rating the show five-star, and leaving a quick review. Spotify, just a five-star, and you can walk away. All right, here's a quick update on this, because I know you're sick of hearing it. I'm sick of fucking saying it. Um, iTunes is up to 6,900 reviews. Spotify, however, is now taking the lead, D'Anthony. Mm. 7,200 reviews over there. So we're only 2,800 away on Spotify. And once we hit the 10,000, I'll shut the fuck up. So if it is Spotify that hits 10,000 reviews first, I'll just say go to iTunes and rate the show a five mm. star. Once both of them hit 10K, I'm all done asking. All I, right? will, I will still not be answering any of your green texts. No. Don't send me that shit. No, no, no. Like, I appreciate that. the fact that you might use Spotify um, instead of Apple Music or whatever the fuck, but I'm still, don't, don't send me green texts. Find a way to work around it or email me. Spotify, by the way, is a, a superior. That's the that's probably the best service, right? For I don't real. know. Oh, it I, is. I, I use Apple Music. I I use uh, Spotify for podcasts and all that mm. shit. It's the best. Um, I do like the embed video, but they don't utilize the tech enough. No, so. no, but the tech is awesome. It is like good for yeah. Rogan and shit. Yeah. So, uh, big fan. Uh, appreciate you tuning in, kids. For D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is Drinking Bros Fake News. Good night, everyone.